Welcome to the Courage Matters Podcast with inspirational speaker, author, and creator of the Courageous Life Planning System, Michael Anthony. I'm Aaron Thomas, Executive Director of Courage Matters, and in this special podcast series, we're covering 30 days of crushing your goals, removing false limits, and unleashing your potential. Do you have established rudders in your life that are guiding you in the right direction? Today, we talk about five vital values that can completely transform your life if you embrace them. Regardless if you embrace the five that we speak about in this episode, you will realize the importance of establishing your own values to keep your life on track. We hope you enjoy episode 19. Hey guys, welcome back to the 30 Days of Crushing Goals podcast. I'm joined with Michael Anthony as always, and today we're jumping into your five vital values. Five vital values. It's cold in here, man. That's why I'm holding my coffee like this. You should probably put on a jacket, I should do a sweatshirt, that. you know, yeah, they, I should. they have stuff I to should. keep I, you what's, warm. What's wrong with that? I um, am in, and you are in, we are in Studio A. Studio A. Of the Courage Matters Studio. So welcome, if you're watching or you're listening, we're glad that you're here and we're going to jump into five vital values. Vital values are like rudders. We live in Pennsylvania, so I don't mean R-U-T-T-E-R-S, which is a convenience <laughs> store and a gas station. I mean rudders like as in, look at that, as in a ship uh-huh. on the ocean. So if you tried to sail a ship on the ocean or on a lake, uh, in a body of water, why don't we just say that so that we include everybody? I like it. If you had a vessel on a body of water, choose your vessel. Would you like a sailing ship or would you like a bass boat? What would you like? Could be an inner tube in a swimming pool. An inner tube. Some kind, You need something that's going to direct its course of travel, right? So five vital values. I'm suggesting that there are five. You might disagree. That's okay. But by the end of our broadcast today, you're going to really be thinking and hopefully moving forward in embracing vital values. What are the vital values that you're going to embrace in your life that are going to be the rudders that help ensure that you hit your bullseye, your destination, which is your vision? Hmm. And um, that's why this is so exciting and so important in regard to crushing your goals, achieving your goals. Remember, it's not just about setting goals, it's about achieving your goals. So where would you like to begin? Let's just jump right in. What is the first of the five vital values? Yeah, um, well, these values came for me as a process of filtering, right? Filtering, um, trying to condense everything to uh, a usable, replicatable way of helping me navigate through my own life. And the first one, there's a little bit of overflow here, but it's so important that it's the first one. And and I would not look at these vital values as being in order of importance because every one of them is important. And as we discuss them, as you think about them and um, consider embracing them in your own life, you're going to realize, boy, what, is this one more important than that one? Or is this one? They're all important. They're all incredibly important. But the first one, just as a means of discussing it, is relationships, because life is relationships. And this is not like the goal setting component, where one of the areas, seven areas of life is relationships. This is also a value that you want healthy, solid relationships, because life is relationships. There's no area of life that you can safely separate from relationships. Even as we were talking on the, the last broadcast, you know, one of the ways I get energized, if I could be in a cabin next to a fire, roaring, crackling fire, uh, writing or reading a great book, 
uh, that would be like heaven on earth for me. Hmm. Eventually, I've got to leave that cabin. <laughs> I've got to uh, either feed my horse, if that's how I got there, <laughs> got to get hay or oats from somewhere, or I've got to get gas in my car or diesel fuel, whatever. And I'm going to interact with somebody somewhere. And my ability to interact with somebody somewhere is going to create or or um, reveal the absence of fulfillment and satisfaction. So life is relationships. It's really your vertical relationship with God and your horizontal relationships with people. If you want to know where you are with God, look at where you are with people because one reveals the other hmm. and they're intertwined. And even Jesus said, when we asked him, what's the greatest of all the commandments, 600 or 513 of them in the Old Testament. Uh, and he said, the greatest of all, the most important one is this. Hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord our God is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, strength, and soul. And the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. So he intertwines them, takes one from Deuteronomy, takes one from Leviticus, that favorite book where you like to read in the Bible, the book of <laughs> Leviticus, gets a bad rap all the time, but there's great <laughs> stuff in Leviticus, wraps them up together. And what's, you know, we can't outdo, we can't outteach the ultimate teacher who is Jesus Christ. And he makes it very clear that life is relationships. There's no area of life that you can separate from relationships. So you really should consider very deeply, just stop trying to recreate the wheel. Just buy into it. It's the reality from your creator himself, right? And by the way, the Bible says all things were created by him and for him and through him. Jesus, scripture says that. So he says that life is relationships. So once you understand that and you're you're weighing that against and intertwining that with your life vision statement your purpose statement right you begin to realize man that is a rudder that's going to help me navigate through difficult waters the stormy areas of life stormy times of life the dry seasons the famines right and seasons of plenty and seasons of lack if I understand that life is relationships, hey, this is what it's about. It's about relationships. It's gonna help me in every area of life. So that's right. why that would be one of the vital values yeah. because life is relationships. Yeah, no, I, I love this next one, especially the value of simplicity. And <laughs> you hear it all the time, life gravitates towards complexity. And I think yeah. it's so true that yeah. if you just take take a moment to kind of strip back all of the complex distractions that are going on and you just simplify your life, how much more not only productive you can mm -hmm. be, but how much more you can be like fulfilled and mm -hmm. energized. I mean, you see yeah. leaders like Mark Zuckerberg, he wears the same thing every single day. He's a CEO of a multi-million dollar, billion dollar company, Facebook, and mm -hmm. all of their little sub companies yeah. that they have. Yeah. But the guy shows up to work in a t-shirt and jeans. Yeah, and his hairstyle hasn't changed and I don't know where. Right. <laughs> you yeah. always look at Mark Zuckerberg yeah. and he always looks the same. Yeah. So there's a lot to be said about not overthinking and not over overcomplicating mm -hmm. things. So explain a little bit more about why is it so important to simplify life? Yeah. Well, I think especially in the more developed nations of the world, we tend to be more underdeveloped in that all this sensory stimuli coming to us from a variety of means, cell phones, SMS, you know, messages, texting, um, emails, um, music that we're listening to. 
interactions that we're having with people and our attention spans are all over the place. So since life gravitates toward complexity because we're still recovering from the misconception that multitasking is the bomb. Man, you gotta be a great multitasker. We're still recovering from that. And we laugh, you know, when we're sitting down <laughs> across from each other and we interrupt each other, sometimes we look up from the computer and we're just like, what do you want now, right? Because we, we realize, you know, the value of what? Focusing on one thing at a time. Right and not being interrupted. So life gravitates toward complexity. So you need to be intentional, I believe, about stripping away what presents itself as important, but really isn't. Is this really important? Is this really what I'm about? Is now the right time? Is, is this the right way? And you need to strip all of that stuff away. And this is why unapologetically, the Courageous Life Planning System is on paper. It's on paper on purpose not because we're stupid, not because we're not tech uh, aware or tech savvy. It's on paper on purpose to get you to slow down, stop, think it through. So then when you schedule your appointments on your smartphone, they've already been filtered through. They've gone through your focus filter process, what we talked about in one of the episodes. And you're, you're navigating through with your vital values. And it makes it into your smartphone. By the time it makes it into the net, the goalie's net. Think of your smartphone as a goalie's net. By the time it makes it in there, it's supposed to be there. Hmm. And guilt-free, you know what? I don't want to have lunch with that person. Why? Because they're a vampire. Hmm. All they do is suck the life out of me. Um, I don't want to um, work on this pro particular project. You might have to because you're working for somebody and you're, you're there contributing to, to the company organization. But if you're miserable all the time, then maybe it's time to realize maybe I shouldn't be here anymore. Hey, I should move forward in a different career. Right. But because life gravitates toward its autopilot, it's going to be complex. If you have children and they want to be, not be involved in sports, my son was involved, my older son was involved in football, uh, six days out of the week. Hmm. Six out of seven days. We don't do anything. Wow. Six days out of the week. Right. right? Six days out of the week. So it's a... Commitment level. That's just one child. Add another one, add a third, add a fourth. You have boys, you have girls, you have a mixed family, mm. and it's just complex right out of the gate. Yeah. So you start thinking about these things. You know what, Mike? Maybe you're not wrong about the importance of developing a morning routine, like we talked about, end of the day routine, end of the workday wind down routine. Maybe there's something to having a focus filter. Maybe there's something to thinking through, what do I value? I value relationships. I value simplicity. So I'm always thinking about this. I know you're always thinking about this and we help each other with this in my family, uh, with my wife and my kids. Is there any way that we can make this easier? Right. Is there any way that we can streamline this? Is there any way that we can automate certain things using technology? It'd be great to automate some things. Is there any way that, um, these people are saying that this is important and it's really, it's important to them, but it's not important to me. It doesn't need to be important anymore. I can just, I can give that up. It's not important. Um, comparatively, I can only do so many things, right? I've only got one life this side of forever. So what am I going to prioritize? Uh, K-I-S-S, -S, you know, we've heard it before. Keep it simple, uh, stupid or silly if you want to be politically correct, right? <laughs> 
since life gravitates, it's on, on autopilot, it's gonna gravitate to a complexity. You need to be proactive. You need to be uh, somebody who's acting on your environment, not reacting to your environment. That's what it means to be proactive, hmm. right? When you're healthy, you are acting upon a situation instead of reacting to a situation. You need to strip it away and ask, really? Do I really have to do that? Really, do I really wanna do that? What's really most important to me? And by the time you get to this point, right? If you're working through the courageous life planning system, uh, by the time you get to the vital values and you've already worked through your focus filter, you've already worked through your, your life vision statement, your life purpose statement, you already are, are at this point where you're like, yeah, now I need a rudder. I've got a ship. I know what my bullseye is. I know what I'm aiming for. Um, now I need some operating standards, right? That's what a value is. How am I going to conduct myself? What is going, what am I going to value along the way? You just, you're just like, man, why would I want simplicity? Why, why, don't, why wouldn't I want to streamline stuff, right? So you bring up Zuckerberg, doesn't have to spend a lot of time thinking about what am I going to wear, right? We should yeah. just wear t-shirts and jeans tomorrow. Doesn't spend a lot of time thinking why, because he's thinking about something else. Right. He's, he knows what he's, what he's about. So he's maybe an extreme example, but um, perhaps a, a good poster child example of keeping things simple so that you can what? So that you can focus on what is most significant to you, what's most important to you. So right. simplicity is huge. Yeah, yeah. So we have relationships, we have simplicity. What's another one? What's another value that we should embrace that? Mm -hmm. Well, this one is uh, an original one, especially for me. And um, I love what Maya Angelou said. You know, I met Maya Angelou years ago. Yeah. Uh, the poet and stuff when I was at Rutgers University. My friend Trevor and I went to see her and there were probably 25 people there. Wow. I should have gotten her picture autograph, but this was, you know, uh, two years ago. Just kidding. <laughs> this was a while ago before she was really what she is now. Hmm. You know, just like the Dalai Lama. You know, he used to be right down the street from our house, a quarter of a mile when we lived in New Jersey. From your house? Yes. From where I lived. <laughs> you can look this up in uh, Washington, New Jersey and, and um, <laughs> off of Bickle Road, um, about a quarter of a mile away, the Dalai Lama, when he was first exiled, used to go to the Buddhist uh, retreat center um, a quarter of a mile from my, my house. And he and the other monks would walk down our road. We waved to them and said, oh, there's the monks. You know, we, we don't know who they were. The Dalai Lama. I could have had tea with the Dalai Lama. Wow. Um, just so anyway. So why am I saying that? Um, uh, why am I saying that? Why, why, why you? Can we focus, please? Can we bring this back? Um <laughs> Why, why am I saying that? I have no clue. Uh, can we just cut this and come back? <laughs> just edit this one. It'll just be funny. <laughs> what, 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 what were we talking about? <laughs> Something with Maya. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we come back. Do you want me to ask the question again? No. <laughs> so we just come back and do a hard cut and then we'll just come back. So Maya Angelou. To come back to Maya Angelou, she said, um, courage is the number one most important character trait because without courage, you can't do anything in life. Now, I'm paraphrasing, paraphrasing her, but it's really true. Courage, without courage, you can't do anything in life. So mm -hmm. I have this phrase that I use. I use it in a, a call for courage, uh, my first book. 
a courageous humility. Another way of saying it, humble courage, but courageous humility, because people have a distorted view of humility. They think, well, humility, I'm gonna walk around with my tail with my legs, I'm not gonna make any eye contact with anybody. It's gonna walk around and apologize for the rest of my life. Man, that's not <laughs> humility. That's a poor self-image is what right. that is. Yeah. Jesus, the most humble person that ever walked the face of the earth, and yet the most courageous person that ever worked on the face earth. And unapologetically, he's my hero Absolutely. for, for yeah. infinite number of reasons. Uh, overturned tables of money changers called the hypocritical Pharisees, um, whitewashed tombs outside. They're, they're white on the outside, uh, but on the inside full of dead men's bones, overturned their tables and yet was completely humble. What is humility? It's a true, accurate assessment of yourself. That's what humility is. It is agreeing with God about what he already knows. That's what humility is. So once you understand that, that's what humility is, agreeing with God about what he already knows, but, but then adjusting your life so that you're living that way, right? Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to, but with sober judgment, the Bible says, because uh, when you're drunk, what do you do? You think you're invincible when mm -hmm. you're drunk. Look, I can fly, right? <laughs> I can do anything, you can do, <laughs> you anything. do anything. Yeah, you can, uh, you know, you get, you get high, you do drugs, you begin to think that you can do all the kinds of stuff, and then you wake up the next day or two days later, and you're like, what was I doing? So embarrassing, right? So sober judgment, what is a sober assessment? Agreeing with God about what he already knows. God's not surprised about anything. He already knows the truth. Why don't you embrace the truth about who you are? And why don't you then adjust your life accordingly? If you need to make adjustments, or if you need to settle into who you are in a, in a right way, an appropriate way. So that's what humility is, agreeing with God about the truth. And that idea of agreeing, meaning causing your life to fall into place with that truth. It's not just agreeing at a mental level, but it's um, making your life fall into place so that it's consistent with the truth about who you are, who you're supposed to be. And I put the word courage there because oftentimes we think, well, courage and humility, they're opposites. They're not opposites at all. You're never more courageous than when you're humble, now that you understand what humility is, and you're never more humble than when you are courageous. What is what is uh, um, the integrity of courage is to stand up for the things that you should stand up for. Hmm. And to speak up, stand up and speak out in a sit down, shut up world. So, you know, my first book, uh, Call for Courage, Living with Power, Truth and Love in an Age of Intolerance and Fear, the whole book is about developing courageous humility. The whole book is about that. So I think that's that should be one of the vital values. I mean, you think about Jesus Christ, he said, take my yoke upon you, learn from me for I'm humble, I'm lowly, I'm meek and gentle in heart and you'll find rest for your soul. So if that's Jesus' self-assessment, then who am I to think that I'm better than Jesus, hmm. right? None of us is. So if that was Jesus' self-assessment and I'm gonna be a Jesus follower, you become like the people you follow. You become like the people, I'm not talking about Instagram and Facebook following, <laughs> liking Twitter. You become like the people you spend time with. That's what it is to follow, right? And so right. You, you hear me say all the time, to spend time in the Bible is to spend time with the author of the Bible, which is ultimately God. Any book that you read, right? To spend time in the book is to spend time with the author of the book. So courageous humility, it's not one or the, other, or, or the other, it's both. Jesus was the most courageous and the most humble person who ever walked the face of the earth, whoever will be. And if we're gonna follow him, even if you're not gonna follow him, right? You have to respect Jesus Christ, you, you have to, hmm. right? 
And you might say, well, I don't believe that Jesus was a historical figure. Well, you might not believe that Jesus was a historical figure, but it doesn't detract from the fact that he was a historical figure. Right. Just because I could close my eyes. I don't believe that you're here. I don't believe I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe that Aaron's here. A plus is not here. Maybe it's B minus is sitting across from me. I don't know. <laughs> but it's not going to detract from the reality that when I open my eyes, you're here. And while my eyes were closed, you were still here. You were. It's true. That's a good analogy. You think so? Yeah. No, I love it. I think it's true. So uh, the five vital values, right? Relationships, life is relationships. Simplicity, keep it simple. Life gravitates. It's on autopilot. It goes toward complexity and courageous humility to um, speak the truth in love. Hmm. I had, had these, this bracelet, right? Came up with this years ago. And, and I'm thrilled. You know, they say imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. Church where I just pastored, you know, I resigned uh, back in June. I uh, was there for seven years. They just came out with these t-shirts that say truth plus love. And I'm like, that is awesome yeah. that I had a positive impact so much so that they would want to have what I coined a couple of years ago, truth plus love equals courage, that they would want to print that up in t-shirts. Right. And that leads to, you know, when we talk about exponential replication at a moment, that value. But um, that's what courageous humility is when truth and love travel together as the book of ephesians says we are to speak the truth in love that's what courageous humility is truth plus love equals courage so it's not that we're just supposed to speak the truth or embrace the truth or be all about the truth it's not that we're supposed to just be about love because love without the truth is actually hatred did you ever stop and think about that we're supposed to have truth plus love traveling together the most loving thing you can do for somebody is tell them the truth when you know what it is. <laughs> the most hateful thing you can do for somebody is withhold the truth when you know what it is. If you really care about people, you want them to know the truth. You do. Now, today it's you know my truth. Well, I'm talking about relative truth. Truth by definition is not relative. There's absolute truth. If there's somebody behind you who's going to mug you and has a, a revolver or a Glock pointed at your head, I could say that I care about you all day long, but if I don't tell you the truth that somebody is behind you and they're going to do you in, right. do, do I really love you? Do I really care about you? No, I don't. Yeah. So today everything's reversed, right? And I talk about this in a call for courage. Everything is reversed. Uh, love is hate. Hate is, lo is love. Um, truth is false. False is true. Black is white. White is black. Up is down. Down is up. It's all whatever you want to make it to be. But at the end of the day, you can't change reality. And people who are... Um, the most loving people, generally speaking, who are concerned about the truth and concerned about people knowing the truth are now being called haters because of what? Because they're saying not anything goes. There should be certain limits in life. There's right. certain standards in life. Remember the two limits that we have in life, the ones that God puts on us and the ones we put on ourselves. There are certain standards and limits that God has given us hmm. and they don't imprison us. They actually set us free. Right? Hmm. Jesus said, the truth will set you free. You'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Jesus said, anyone on the side of truth listens to me. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So Jesus had a lot to say about truth. And it wasn't my right. truth. Jesus wasn't saying, oh, this is my truth or what's your truth? This is the truth, right? I, behold, I am the truth. Right. So truth plus love equals courage. So if you say you love somebody, but you're not telling them the truth, you don't love them. Hmm. If you're all about the truth, but it's without love, if you love the truth more than the people who need to hear the truth, something's wrong. So it's not one or the other. It's truth plus love equals courage, whether it's on a T-shirt, whether it's on a wristband, 
It comes from the scriptures. All truth is God's truth, right? So courageous humility is a key value, I think. Right assessment of yourself, living the truth, speaking the truth in love. That's when, when they travel together, which where, where truth and love travel together, that's where you have humble courage or courageous humility. And I want to suggest that it needs to be a value in your life. It'll help you, yeah. your family, your business, your organization. Yeah, no, that's great. So we talk about the the value of movement too. Yeah. And one of the, the laws of, of physics or motion or something is an object in motion stays in motion. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by movement? This, Are we just moving around all over the place yeah. and movement's a goal or mm -hmm. what? What, why do we need movement? This is a really good one. And I think it's so good that we probably ought to devote an entire podcast episode to it. And hopefully by this time, um, in, in listening to all these episodes, watching, you're like, you know what? This makes so much sense, man. There's some stuff that doesn't make sense to me right now, but because of what I'm listening or watching to up to this point, maybe you're using the courageous life planning system already. And I'm going to give a listen to something and gets outside of my comfort zone. But let me just touch on it here because I know we're almost out of time. Um, it's all about momentum. It's all about forward motion, right? You're either moving forward or you're moving backward. Now, for a very brief time, did you know you should, you should not say period of time because it's a double uh, usage. A period is for a time. A time is a period. So when you say period of time, you know it, it's for a period. There can be for a short period or for a short time where you're stagnating. But those times compared to moving forward or moving backward pale by comparison. At the end of the day, you're spending most of your time either drifting backward or moving forward. Sometimes sometimes you're at a pause, right, in between. You can just stagnating, but you don't stay there for long. You're either moving forward or you're moving backward. So movement is really important to value forward movement. But here's the thing, this is a two-sided coin. It's not just forward movement, it's also who's moving with you and who you're moving with. And this is the thing where I want you to really consider this in your life. No one has ever resisted God and come out a winner. Nobody, hmm. right? Resistance is futile. And yet there are, we can be self-deceived. We can think that we're getting ahead. Think about Jonah, ran away from God, wasn't getting anywhere until he surrendered, right? It's all about surrender. If you're not moving with God, you're not moving forward. I don't care how much money you're making. I don't care how popular you are, how many followers you have on Instagram, Facebook, how many children you have, what kind of job, how many houses, how often you're able to go on vacation, where if money's no object, none of that stuff matters if God's not moving with you. <coughs> Excuse me. So people might say, well, how could somebody do that if God wasn't moving with them? How could you be so, so successful? I think God has given us an innate capability to be successful if we will apply universal principles of success to a, to a large degree. But it's not just about forward momentum. It's about, is God moving with you? Are you moving with God? Because if, if, if no one who has ever resisted God has ever come out a winner, then why would you want to take another step further before you know that you're moving with God? And you talk about spiritual warfare, right? Hmm. If you're a Christian, you've heard about spiritual warfare in one case or another. And most people get it wrong. You think, oh, the devil's doing this, the devil's doing that. It's all about the devil, demonic spirits and everything. This is, whoa, 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 hold on a second. Time out, time out. Let's take a different kind of a tea time, right? Before you start praying all kinds of spiritual warfare prayers and praying against the devil and praying against uh, evil spirits and thinking, you know, everything's in the demonic realm, spiritual warfare, 
you need to find out first and foremost if God is resisting you. Hmm. Because if God is resisting you, there ain't nothing that you can do. There is no cannon that you can fire that's going to get him to back off. So spiritual warfare, the first question, we could do a whole nother podcast on this, right? Is first question you need to ask is, who am I being resisted by? Who is resisting me? If it's the devil and fallen angels, I can handle that in Christ. But if it's God himself, because the Bible says in James chapter four, first Peter chapter five, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And you see why courageous humility is so important. Mm-hmm. If God opposes the, pr- the, pr- the proud, if God himself opposes the proud, then who am I to oppose God? I'm not going to win. Right. Nobody has ever resisted God and come out a winner. You're going to lose time. You're going to lose money. You're going to lose energy. You're going to lose life. Everything, right? But the moment you surrender to God, you move forward. Mm-hmm. The moment you surrender. By the way, it's, it's not that 99% of stuff in your life that's all uh, correct and proper and wh- the way it should be that's going to... Um, move you forward or um, advance you. It's whether or not there's that 1% that you are willingly, consciously, purposefully resisting your creator. That's what's going to hold you back. And that is the linchpin on what's going to determine whether you move forward. So when we think about the movement, it's not only forward momentum. It's also the movement of God. The real question is D-G-R-T-M-T-B-I. That principle, did God really tell me to do it, right? It's the principle of, are you really moving with God? Are you just inviting God to join you and asking him to bless what you're doing? Or are you asking God, would you help me to be a blessing to you and move where you want me to move and do what you want me to do and how I want to do it? And then when you start thinking about the focus filter we're talking about, you were made with a personality, given an aptitude, should be focusing on character, understand your vision, understand your purpose, all that stuff designed to grease the wheels so that you can move forward, understand who you are, how you were made, how you were fashioned, and actually move with God. So, so that's what it's about. It's about moving forward and understanding that you'll never move forward with the ease and, and simplicity and the grease that you otherwise would if you're resisting God. So it really is what is God saying and doing in my life and how can I respond to what he's saying and doing so right. I can do what? Glorify him, unleash my potential, crush the goals that I should have and move forward. So that's the, that value of movement. That's what we mean by that. And I want to encourage you to really consider adopting that and embracing that in your own life as a vital value. Right. So as we wrap up here, I love this next and final one, exponential replication, because mm-hmm. it's not just about you embodying all these values, but it's about taking these values that you're living in your yeah. life and sharing them, pouring into other people and replicating that. Yeah. I mean, you just sit back and, and take Jesus, for example. If someone embodied everything that Jesus taught mm-hmm. and everything that he spoke, and replicated which is what we should be aiming for right and re-replicated that imagine what Mm -hmm. the world would be like it would be unrecognizable right and that's what we're supposed to do that kingdom come that will be done on earth as it is in heaven right and so that the last value you know we have the values of relationships simplicity courageous humility movement and then exponential replication so really you know um we're talking about four with the fifth one saying make those four happen 
hmm. reproduce those in other other things. Like Paul the Apostle told Timothy, entrust these things to reliable men who will in turn teach others. That's replication, right? You're not really a leader until people are following you. Not hmm. just following your orders or your commands, but when they are following your example. And that's why right. I love, you know, using the church as an example that I just came from. The fact that they would make t-shirts that say truth plus love is like awesome. That's right. a legacy issue for me. That's a that's a replication issue, right? Which is awesome. And so exponential replication. If what you're doing is not worth a follow or two or three, then maybe it's not worth it at all. Hmm. Right. So you want to be able to replicate. You want to be able to teach your children these things. You want to be able to have your company embrace these things, your organization, your church embrace these things. Relationships, simplicity, courageous humility, movement, and then replicate those. Man, and see how simple all this is? Yeah. It's it's really simple stuff, but simple doesn't mean insignificant. Simple means significant. So want to encourage you to embrace vital values for your life. Figure out what your rudders are going to be. By all means, you are free. That's why they're here. Embrace these five vital values. Try them out for a year. Try them out for two years in your personal life, in your family, in your organization. Don't tell anybody you're doing it at first. Embrace them. They will come up to you. I guarantee you're going to email us at info at couragematters.com or you're going to share something on Facebook at the official Michael Anthony at the official Michael Anthony. And you're going to say, you know what? You were right. I embrace these five vital values. They change the direction of my life. That's what a rudder does. Hmm. And people actually recognize that in me. And they said, there's something different about you. And you're going to see the fruit of it. You're going to see the fruit of embrace because they're, they're universal. They are, they are truth. Yeah. They are truth. And they can be applied by, Anybody, anywhere, whatever country you live in, whatever language you speak, they are universal values that will get your life out of the mud and help you move forward. So mm-hmm. I encourage you, uh, consider them, embrace them, implement them. And um, if people want to contact us, info at couragematters.com, at the official Michael Anthony uh, on Facebook and Instagram, and of course, courageouslifesystem.com. Right. It's kind of huge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe that we only have 10 more days left of the 30 Days of Crushing Your Goals podcast. I, I uh, it's, it's been such an encouragement to see on social media and the emails that we get of how people have been encouraged and some of the questions that they have on stuff they'd like to, us to cover right. in future podcasts. So it's been great being with you. Awesome being with you and looking forward to the next episode. We hope you enjoyed today's Courage Matters podcast along with other podcasts in this series, 30 Days of Achieving Goals and Unleashing Your Potential. Why not share this podcast and this series with a friend who could use a lift? And if you're looking to take your life to the next level, you'll love the new Courageous Life Planning System. It'll walk you through a proven process to help you set and achieve great goals, live with no limits, and unleash your greatest potential. No other goal achievement system gives you so much to positively revolutionize your life. It'll help you set and achieve lifetime and long-term goals so that your dreams become a reality one day at a time. To get your Courageous Life Planning System, download the free Courage Matters app or visit CourageousLifeSystem.com. That's CourageousLifeSystem.com. It's your time to soar.